This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. Sir, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. This this would help, actually. There we go, there we go. All righty, we are back, and we thank, of course, Ira and Kurt. Another strong hour of Miami Heat and NBA talk. I hope you all uh, enjoyed it. I know I always do. Uh, I will say this. Um, something made me really, really happy in that hour when I was watching, uh, when I was watching Ira and Kurt because what made me happy was that they uh, – uh, Ira talked about how the Heat were never really interested in Russell Westbrook, and to me, I said, "Wow, that was that was awesome," because you know I've had enough of the bad contracts and the bad fits. Uh, Pat Riley has made a lot of bad decisions in the last you know seven, eight, nine years uh, with bad contracts and bad fits. He's been on a on a on a really mediocre role for his standards. And um, he needs to get a little better here. If he wants to finish his run strong as, you know, the Heat president, and, you know, he's had an amazing run as it is, and we all know that. I mean, you know, there's what more What more can you say about what Pat Riley's done? It's freaking awesome uh, what he's done. But lately he has been mediocre and got to call it like we see it. Love Riles. Uh, I want him here forever. I want him to be here as long as he as he wants to be. But we're not going to, you know, just let it slide when, you know, you're not holding up your standard. And he has not held up his standard. The only guy holding up his standard is, is Eric Spolstra. But it was nice to know that, not that I'm Mr. Intelligent here, or that I know everything or anything like that. I'm, I'm wrong plenty of times. But I just never felt that Russell Westbrook was a fit. Was somebody you should go after? Was somebody that should be on your team? I'm sorry. None of that makes any sense in my eyes with Russell Westbrook. So I'm glad to hear what I was saying, that they weren't really interested in the building. Like I like I said, what why why do you want to add another bad two point, you know, another another two point shooter and a bad three point shooter and an inefficient player? My God. You know, I, I just, I am not a, a Russell Westbrook fan. Not at all. And especially at this point, you know, you tell me five, seven, eight years ago, maybe you want to take a chance. I get it, but I, I think it's been proven over and over again he's not efficient. So that made me happy that there are some good decisions being made, you know, there in that sense. And I hope that this continues and they get on a roll of making some good decisions as they uh, clean out some of the crap from this roster, hopefully in the offseason, and uh, try to open up space and and set yourself up for players that actually fit. And if not, then, you know, don't make the move. Keep yourself. You know what? I said this years ago when they did the white side and the Deion Waiters crap and all that stuff. I said, man, just sign guys to one-year deals. If you can't get the big whale, then sign guys to one-year deals get by and keep yourself liquid for the following season. But, you know, you committed to these idiots and you were stuck to these terrible contracts. And then they sold a bill of goods that I got to say, every writer bought it in town. 
Okay. Most of the electronic media bought it. I did not. That bullshit that, oh, well, no, these contracts are 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 very flexible. We they're very tradable. And every writer wrote the same shit the heat spewed. And uh and and most of the electronic media uh went along with it. I was one of the very few, maybe the only one, I'm not sure. I don't know if there was another person. I don't remember another person saying it. I remember everybody hook line and sinker that oh the white side and the james johnson the tyler johnson and the Dion waiters contracts are very flexible and easy to move and no they weren't and you had to wait till the end like any contract becomes sexy at the end they weren't sexy the first year out that you were going to be able to you know very interchangeable that was the word they said and uh, and it was a terrible decision. Then you were stuck with them for several years until you got towards the back end of their deals when you can start to, you know, trade away an expiring contract, that kind of stuff. So it's been going on for a while now. Since the big three, there's been a lot of really terrible decisions that have set the team back. And Spo has kept them afloat because he's the only one really doing his job. Um, nice to know you weren't interested in Russell Westbrook. Really nice to know because that's the only thing that made sense. Uh, you know, the the like I said, Kevin Love is not going to make one bit of a difference in one extra game one or you're not getting through an extra round in the playoffs because of Kevin Love. You'll be a better team. You'll be a more rounded team, a well-rounded team. You'll have actually a natural power forward playing the power forward position, okay? So that makes a lot of sense, but it's not really going to put you over. To, but at least it makes sense. Whereas <laughs> Russell Westbrook never made any sense whatsoever. Uh, uh, by the way, Hylia Park, September 24th, that's this Friday. And uh, they are going to have uh, some great boxing going on. Uh, so get on out there. Uh, we are giving away a pair of tickets several pairs of tickets by the way and we're giving away a buffet pair a pass for the buffet at the boxing event and for every boxing event that they have at Hialeah Park I can tell you myself because I see it firsthand uh Sean Stanley loves that uh, buffet at the boxing event and uh, lots of people love it because they're they're always there so uh, we're going to give away a pair of passes to enjoy yourselves a little buffet. Now, in order to win the buffet, you've got to send me a DM, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Hylia Park has, uh, you know, slot machines. And they have around somewhere in the neighborhood of 700 and something, 800 and something, or 900 and something. I'm not exactly sure. But you got to give us the number. It's in one of those categories. I don't know which one. It's up to you to figure it out and give us a number. And the person that we get that is closest to it will win a pair of tickets for the boxing event and a pair of tickets to enjoy a delicious buffet over at uh, Hylia Park. But you got to DM us. Okay. All right. And then we're giving away some tickets. So if you just want to go to the boxing event, then send me a pair, send me a DM, Facebook, 
Instagram. Instagram, you see it there. Big O Radio Show on Instagram. Twitter is Big O Show. So if you have Twitter, if you have Instagram, DM me. If you have LinkedIn, DM me, Orlando Alzigari. If you have Facebook, there's an Orlando Alzigari and there's a Big O Show. So you can DM me there. Uh, and we're also giving away tickets to the Drone Racing League this Saturday. We got a busy weekend, bro. Got Boxing Friday. We got the Drone Racing League on Saturday. It's crazy stuff, dude. Then we're taking off to the Combine on Tuesday. It's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, we are. We're 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 really set here. Um, and we will be broadcasting from the Combine next week. And uh, hopefully we'll have uh, all kinds of uh, information for you all out there. So we'll have uh, uh, all that. So anyway, if you just want to go to the event on the 24th, Guillermo Regandao will be there closing out a phenomenal career. And there's going to be some other really young, up-and-coming Cuban boxers. Uh, Ali Rodriguez, uh, De La Torres, Lascaya, these uh, young Cuban kids, man. They've got some skills, and you might be seeing them on the national stage very soon. So you get a chance to see some of these up-and-coming talents here. Con una gran noche de boxeo cubano at Hialeah Park, February 24th. So check it out. So DM me if you want to try to win the boxing tickets. DM me if you want to go to the Drone Racing League. You want to take your kid. This Saturday, uh, Tyreek Hill is going to be there racing his drone. So... How about that? So you might be able to meet Tyreek Hill. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You never know. So DM me on any of our platforms that you want to tickets. You want to try to win tickets for the drone racing league. You want to try to win tickets for the boxing. Um, um, uh, what's it called the uh, fights on Friday. So there you go. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, by the way, we have Matt Verderam, we have Omar Kelly, and uh, we have um, Andy Barons. Omar Kelly will join us at ten thirty. So we will uh, we will talk all things Dolphins with Omar Kelly with our essential moving experts dot com Miami Dolphins Exchange. So we'll have a, a little fun with with Omar, and uh, we'll ask him. You got any questions you want me to specifically ask Omar? Make sure you uh, send them over. I've got a couple already. Got a couple of interesting things I want to ask Omar. See, so get his thoughts on um, some of these issues that we got coming up. For uh, for the Miami Dolphins, uh, what else do we have going on? And and once again, you are welcome. Those of you that went on the ride with me, not a financial advisor by any stretch whatsoever, but we made an investment on the Canes yesterday. We told you take the Canes plus two and a half. We told you Canes plus one twenty on the money line. Bring it on, cuz and uh, double shot. It was a double shot Tuesday for me uh, last night, just to kind of uh, bring back the old days of of she's only rock and roll. Okay, you got it. All right. So what else do we have going on in the world of deportes? 
Uh, okay. All right. What else do we have going on in the world of sports? Um, got a bunch of things. By the way, did you see Tyreek Hill? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk about Tyreek Hill. This is, this is amazing, dude. It, it's just absolutely hilarious. Um, and I, I gotta say, it's just uh, kind of crazy to be quite honest. Uh, but anyway, so Lashawn McCoy, we saw that Eric Bieniemy finally got a head coaching job, and he gets one with the Washington Commanders, right? So McCoy goes out there and, you know, McCoy has, I think LaShawn McCoy is dying to get like a media job or something. So every time he talks, it's about something controversial and he'll say some kind of hot take or something like that. Right. And so LaShawn was uh, on, on, I, I believe it was ESPN or one of those shows. I'm not going to play the cut. But he said, hey, I wish him well, but Washington, don't let the Chiefs' success or coaching titles fool you. The traits or skills you need to be a good coordinator, I haven't seen or witnessed it, right? And so then Tyreek Hill then tweets back, and he put, Shady Mad, EB told him to tuck that ball, and he put a laughing face. And then the highlight is there where it shows McCoy – Remember, McCoy went after Andy Reid, too. Okay, so once you go after Andy Reid, you have no credibility in my eyes. Right? That's all. I I know Andy Reid's an ass-kicking coach. I've been defending Andy Reid since he was in Philadelphia when they were saying, oh, well, he couldn't get over the top. And I'm saying, yeah, dude, that doesn't mean he's not a great coach. Okay? This guy's a great coach. He just hasn't had the right combination but go look at the the what he puts together every single year. Sometimes the breaks don't happen, man. Marv Levy was a hell of a coach. And he had a great, great team that should have won one of them at least out of the four if it wasn't for the damn kicker. But what, am I going to shit on Marv Levy's career? I'm not doing that, brother. No way. I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not doing that. Not doing that to Marty Schottenheimer. I'm not doing that to Bud Grant. You know, I, I, I've lived long enough to watch that there are some really good coaches that unfortunately did not get over the hump. Man, and sometimes you just need a break or two and you don't get those breaks. And and it's really not the coach's fault. You know, when I when I see a bad coach, it's because the team is poorly constructed or it's not focused on the field or it makes constant mistakes or people are 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 in the wrong positions or players are playing positions they're not supposed to and these are the kind of things that show me whether you're a good coach or not but if your guys are in place and they're you know somebody didn't make a play I don't necessarily blame that on the coach you know the coach puts you in position to make a play you didn't make a play that's on you, not on the coach. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you're completely bamboozled and fooled and all that, then I can start blaming the coach because, okay, wait a minute. Is your guy smart enough to be out there? Is he making these mistakes also in practice? Why does he keep playing if he keeps making these mistakes? You know, Then I can start to pick on you. 
sure, these are characteristics that never have ever been part of an Andy Reid team. If McNabb didn't get it done in the key moment, I can't blame Andy Reid for that. I watched Alex Smith, who played with no balls whatsoever his entire career in San Francisco. He goes to Kansas City, and Andy Reid teaches him how to drop his BBs and play with a little more aggressiveness. And Mahomes has been just fine. Sometimes you got to have the right person. Maybe McNabb wasn't the right person, and Mahomes is. That's all. Pretty simple. You know? So to to listen to Shady go after Andy Reid, you lost all credibility with me right there because I know Andy Reid's an exceptional coach. Players love playing for that guy. He produces head coaches like it's going out of style. Give me a freaking break, dude. You know what I mean? Andy Reid's an ass kicker. Always has been, always will be. Bottom line, the end of story. That's it. The Eagles, you fell short with Vermeil, you fell short with Andy Reid, and now you fell short with, with Sirianni. Is it really that Dick Vermeil's a bad coach? Is it really that Andy Reid's a bad coach? Is it really that Sirianni's a bad coach? No. Man, it just didn't happen for them. You know what I mean? And Andy's went to get his title in Kansas City. Dick Vermeil went to get his title in the Rams. Nothing against the Eagles fans. I'm not saying that this guy needs to leave, but Maybe Sirianni wins it next year or the year after or something, and he has the right combination of everything. That's all. But Shady. And so Tyreek Hill said Shady, uh, mad EB, told him to tuck the ball. So there's a highlight there showing the play that uh, Shady fumbles. And I'm sure Eric Bieniemy went up to him and, you know, chastising him and told him, hey, hold, you know, you got to hang on to the goddamn ball. And that's coaching. And what, you, you, you're you're too big to be coached? I mean, there's a reason why, Shady, you ended up bouncing around towards the back end of your career. You know, whatever, man. Uh, it's it just, but I, I thought that was, was a funny story. And, and, and uh, Cheetah going after him. See, that kills your credibility even more, Shady, just so you'll know. Because most people are are backing those guys. Look, I don't know if Eric Bieniemy is going to be a successful offensive coordinator, maybe a head coach down the line. I don't know, but the man's earned the right to actually get it, and he hasn't gotten it. And it's just a terrible look that all the white guys get the the head coaching opportunities, and the black guy doesn't. It's kind of screwed up. Now, maybe it's justified. Maybe he doesn't interview well. Maybe he doesn't have the personality for it. I don't know. We'll find out. But what I do know, at least from the periphery, he's earned the right that every other coach, I don't care which one we're talking about, Nagy, LaFleur, Peterson, right? I think they're all from that. that they, all got, they all got shots. So why not this guy? It's the weirdest thing, man really is weird so uh let's see we got some super chats already coming in thank you very much very nice remember you can make a donation through cash app or venmo at cash big o show that is cash big o show i'll be notifying the winners uh, tonight tonight i'll be notifying all the winners frankie for those for those of you asking out there um uh, by the way 
Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Big O, what's your take on these Dolphin fans that keep trashing Tua? Uh, I, I don't, you know, brother, whatever, man. It's uh, There's a lot of stupid people in this world. Uh, Hunter Butler, wish. Thank you for the love on the super chat. Wish I bet my savings on the Canes. Should have listened. You mean you haven't been listening when I tell you how many times have you would have won with the Heat? Betting against them when they're favorites. And then betting for them when they're underdogs. I've remember I've kind of been, you know, I was taking, I was my record would be really, really good right now because more often than not, I've been giving you winners the last couple of weeks um, on a lot of these bets, and I, 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 I stopped keeping record and all that stuff. But uh, if you really listened over the last few weeks, man, we've rarely lost actually when we pick something. Thank God. Uh, and the Heat has made you a bunch of money going against him, a whole bunch of money. And yesterday I just saw that and it was like, what is Vegas seeing? Just like I don't know what Vegas is seeing with the Heat when they favor them by so many points, even against bad teams. It's like, are you watching the Heat? Like the Heat has no business being heavily favored against anyone. It doesn't matter who it is. They're not good enough to be favored by a lot of points. So, yeah, and then yesterday, it's like the Canes are clearly better than Botek. They were going to win that game. So I bet the money line, and I took the two and a half points. Like, I was like money in the bank. And money in Bitcoin, actually. Uh, Frankie Fresco. He, here we go. AEW, John Moxley versus Evil Uno. And will Moxley Moxley bleed whether he loses or wins? So is there something here with Moxie, Moxley bleeding or something here? What's uh is this like something he does? He has his uh little packets of blood explode uh in his There's, body. There are no blood packets there. Uh you know, it's pro wrestling. No, they don't do that. We wrestling? don't do blood packets, no, no. We have a a, a more severe way of doing it. Uh, what, what, but, do, they do they take blood thinning pills so that way when they do get cut, they bleed more than they normally should? That's one way of doing it. Or you can throw a couple beers down, take a shot, and then you take you take the razor blade and you just right across the forehead. That's funny. That's I got funny. a few streaks right, so, from it. So is Moxley's thing to bleed? Yeah, he, ble he bleeds every match. Every match he bleeds. I talked about it last night. It's It's ridiculous. Well, if it bleeds, it leads, right? That's what the newscast does. It doesn't bring eyes. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So Moxley is all about if it bleeds, it leads. And maybe he has a future in uh, in the uh, news business. He could uh, work for CNN right away if it bleeds, it leads. It's a beautiful thing. Now, John Moxley versus Evil Uno. Now, you know, I, I, I got to tell you something. I got to go with Evil Uno on this one. He is powered by Tua. And Tua's going to be mad this year. Tua's taking judo, so he's going to kick your ass on the field. He's going to kick your ass off the field. And Evo Uno is inspired by Tua tonight. And he's going to show you. You know, we, we've seen, like, uh, you know, edgy Tua, you know, on uh, pissy Tua on, uh, on the uh, podium at times and taking shots at people that he's throwing the deep ball and all that stuff. And, you know, that kind of – well. 
this is what's going to happen. You're going to get evil Uno on the field this year, Miami Dolphins fans. And the spirit of evil Uno is going to go right to evil Uno tonight. Tonight, I know Tua is going to be watching this. And there's going to be kind of a, um, a an osmosis type of thing going on. And evil Uno is going to be inspired by the real Uno, not the game. I know some of you have been playing Uno for years. No, no. The real Uno is Tua Tunga Vailoa for the Miami Dolphins. He will inspire evil Uno to win and destroy bleeding ass John Moxley. What do I get there, uh, Sean? A thumbs up, a thumbs down? What am I getting? Blind ass fan alert. Look out, everyone. We've got a blind ass fan coming through. All right. I, I love that you put it up to be in the evil Uno, but I think uh, they're working an angle with John Moxley and Adam pa Adam Page, which is evil Uno's friend. So I see Moxley beating the crap out of him until Adam Page makes the save. So that's kind of where. You got to turn the you got to turn the page on that. It's yeah. all about evil. It's about the two friends now making yeah. it a personal fight. Adam Page may come out and cost Moxley. You may win. You're doing better at this than I am. You're doing better at this than I am. So I, I cannot go against it. But uh, yeah, that, that was a hell of a pick in the way you went about it. There, that was, that was tremendous. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Tua's going to uh, going to inspire this one tonight. Knight, thank you for the love on the super chat. Says hard to win when McNabb's puking on the sidelines. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, Hunter Butler says I'm not 21. Got to wait a little longer, and I'm going to sign up uh, with my dad's social. I don't know what that means. Don't know what that means. Oh, betting. Ah, I see. I'm going off of your tweet. You can't bet until you're 20. Is that what it is? I have no idea. I'm an old man, so I don't even think about those things. Uh, it's it's 21 to bet, not 18. Okay. All right. So they can put a gun in your hand to go fight a war, but you can't bet. But we'll put a gun in your hand to go fight a war, but you can't drink. I just love that. Don't you don't you love the common sense in our world? Right, cuz it hasn't changed, right? 18 you can go to the army, correct? Is it still like that? Sean, Mr. Military guy? I I went in at 17. Okay, I'm just saying. I, I went a week after I graduated, but the thing is what most bases do and I don't know again, this I would got out in 99 and and had friends. I don't really have anybody on bases right now to confirm this, but it used to be 18 you could drink on base. Even if it was 21 out in town, on base, right. you could go and drink at 18. I mean, plus, think, every about how, think about how screwed up this world is, okay? I, I mean, uh, us here in the United States. We'll give a kid an, a, a rifle at 18 to go defend our country, but he can't go have a drink. We'll give him a gun to go fight a war, but he can't vote because he got to be 21, right? Or no, you can't be 18. Uh, okay, you can't uh, gamble because you got to be 21, but you're old enough to go kill somebody or get killed at 18. 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, the, you know, it's like, uh, you know. And, and they put limits on it. It's one case per person, you know, per room and two hard liquors. But what you do is you get six or seven rooms together. And then next thing you know, you've got a, a lot of alcohol going around. Democrats want gun control, right? Which, hey, I would like, you know, real rules for real good laws, strong laws again. But yet, Democrats in California will let you steal up to $950 in just a misdemeanor. But you want gun control, but you want to allow people to steal for free. Then you've got conservatives. Don't tell me to wear a mask, but I'll tell you as a woman, you can't have an abortion. I love all this. You know what I mean? It's just, it's freaking amazing, bro. It doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. Doesn't matter what it is. So much shit in this world makes no sense whatsoever. That kid there can't make a bet until he's 21. But we'll put a rifle in his hand and go set him to die. <laughs> just shit that goes on in this world makes no sense whatsoever. All right, let's let's uh, let's get to Omar Kelly and our essential experts our EssentialMovingExperts.com Miami Dolphins Exchange. Time to talk aqua and orange, Miami Dolphins fans. It's the Essential Moving Experts Miami Dolphins Exchange with Omar Kelly. When you're looking to move your home or business anywhere in the U.S. from coast to coast, call Essential Moving Experts at 305-602-8369. Flat rates and no surprise charges. EssentialMovingExperts.com. 305-602-8369. Let's talk Dolphins football. Here's Omar Kelly. Right, all right, all right. Don't you, don't you, don't you love the contradictions in our world? Yeah, I found I listened to probably the last maybe seven minutes of what you just said, and I, 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 I hate beginning this interview this way because people listen to us to hear us fight. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of this, um, I but I, I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I think it's ridiculous. Some of the laws, what you just said about abortion and controlling women's bodies, that's that's beyond. But the same conservatives will tell you, you can't tell me to wear a mask. I, 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 you can't tell me to wear a mask. There's a there's a uh, well, there's, there's nothing a, biblically about but wearing I, a mask. Or... Woman, you got to you can't have an abortion. It's like, yeah, but wait a minute, dude. Wait, <laughs> wait a, and then, you know, the Democrats are like, well, we got to have gun control. OK, wait a minute. But in Seattle, you're allowing a. Uh, what was that called? A, um, a, uh, oh, they took over a whole neighborhood. They shut down a police department. They kicked the cops out. And, and for like a couple of weeks, they let them like live there and dominate. And I forgot what that was called. And, you know, it's like, okay, so you want uh, yeah. gun control, but you're going to allow just people and citizens to destroy an entire neighborhood and a, and a, and a, and a police department. Like, bro, you can't have it both ways, dude. You know what I mean? It's like, and this happens everywhere, dude, in life. And like this, that kid can't bet till he's 21, but we'll give him a rifle to put his life on the line. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know, I, I believe that the age restrictions, once you're 18, you're legally adult. You should be able to do everything. Now, will you do things responsibly? No. Yeah. Um, you know, right. maybe, maybe there should be limits where we push things to 21, but 
you know, who, yeah, who, football is one because of the bodies haven't developed at 18. That that is like golf and tennis and basketball. I, I never, I've never, I've never agreed with that baseball, either. From 18, this. I don't mind football. I do football. I really mind at 18 because most kids' bodies are not ready to take on these grown ass. I, I don't disagree with you, but then there are some talents that Kevin Garnett's, LeBron James, that are exceptions That's to the rule. That's basketball. I, I mean, yeah, but we're talking about tennis. If if it if it adheres to all all sports, why shouldn't it adhere to basketball? And and that's just my thought process. Will it will will everybody pan out? No, but there are kids getting million dollar uh, nil deals that don't pan out. Why why couldn't they go get that but million? Their bodies dollars? are not ready to take. That I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree that. with you. I don't yeah. disagree with you, but then you could say the same thing about baseball and and the muscles and the throwing and the pitching, and but then there are some kids at nineteen who are who are ready to play in the, ma- in the no, major. No, no, leagues. no, no, no. But baseball is fine. I, I I think that you because you can see it. There's no contact in baseball. There, there's no contact there's, really. Uh, it's not. It's not really like it, it doesn't require a physical thing like it does in football. I, I think. I think physically, Derrick Henry was able to play in the NFL. And, right. and uh, we go back. We go back to a, a popular uh, case study where John Madden said DJ Williams was ready to play in the NFL coming out of high school, and physically he probably was. Mentally, there's always a couple. There's always a couple. yeah. There's always a couple, which is why I don't really support the rule. Why you know? And I get it. It's it's their workforce. But right now, if I'm the XX, XXL. Or you or whatever the other leagues are, I can't even tell you. The USFL, name. you're 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 ahead of yeah. the right director. It's if, I'm, if I'm the XFL, USFL, I'm putting no I'm putting no age restrictions on. You can come play for me right now, and it's a developmental if, league, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and I sign you to a three year deal, and we we go we go learn we go learn football just like we we play basketball in Europe. I mean. If you look at what's happening to the NBA game where these Europeans are the the influence or the flavor of the European game has now taken over the NBA game. That's because they've got developmental leagues that they take these kids from soccer to from 14 all the way to where they are right now. Right. Right. Who's to say that wouldn't have the same impact in the NFL? If a kid could just focus on football. Only because of the physicality of it, the bodies don't develop fast enough and there's um, very most don't there are freaks of nature who do right but it's very even Kevin Garnett's body wasn't developed for the NBA when he got into the NBA but it quickly churned right and, right. and I, you I think the same thing can happen in the NFL but you won't ruin nearly as many people in basketball and baseball. Colleges ruin. Colleges ruin twice as many golf. people. Hold on, wait a minute. Colleges but football, ruin. But in football, you'll ruin a lot of lives if you let eighteen-year-olds go to go to the. Oh, NFL. I, I think you'll colleges ruin a, lot. ruin a lot of lives. If if you look at, I remember when I was covering the University of Miami. This is millennials ago. I remember I did a study on the five-star prospects, a five-year study on the five-star prospects. At coming out of high school and what happened to him, how many made it to the NFL, how many were first round picks. The percentage was astronomically low. There were more three-star players making it to the NFL than five-star players. And I've never believed in this system. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I always say, I'll wait till I see him on the field and play. Yeah. And then I'll tell you if he's a stud. Freeze, four, five, maturity, 
on-field drama, academics. There's so many factors. If you take a high school, if you take a high school player, let's say, let's say I'm the best cornerback in South Florida right now. And I'm I'm a high school senior. I've I've committed to FSU, UM, UF, whatever, whatever. And let's say the XFL offers me a three-year, $2 million deal to go play for, for their league for three years until I become draft eligible in the NFL or 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 actually can sign as a free agent in the NFL. Why wouldn't I go do that as opposed to sit here and play in college athletics and yeah, they're compensating me on the back door. They've always been compensating you, but now they're compensating you above board on, you know, the back uh, above board with these NIL deals and Cadillac's going to give me a car and, 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 and mom and pops restaurants going to give me money. If I come sign, why wouldn't I just go do it on the professional route with somebody, not the NFL, go play for three years, for a coach and, and a staff that's going to develop me and then take my talents to the NFL where I could probably don't have to go through the draft and I become a free agent. And, and that benefits the XFL because people like me will be interested in watching that prospect as opposed to a guy who's flamed out in the NFL for the last three years. So I'm, I'm all about believing in that, investing in that, doing that model. And I don't think age should be a restriction. I, I, if, if you got the ability and to and you have the, the dedication and determination and then you don't it, let's say you don't have the mind for school like Chad Ochocinco didn't have the mind for school community college went to play at Oregon State for one year went to the NFL blew up okay yeah mm-hmm. there were maturity issues but if sometimes those guys aren't I would tell you the majority of the guys in the Hall of Fame are those guys as opposed to the guys like Zach who's cookie cutter and done it and been there and and great home and and, and situations like that so you know I, I I I would support the XFL or the USFL doing that as opposed to the route that they're going now which is taking the leftovers of the leftovers of the NFL yeah no I, I was just talking with this uh with Cam about this that the XFL already has some kind of a partnership with the NFL. They have to get to the point where they bridge it to where teams, third string quarterback or practice squad players are actually on your XFL rosters. And then the sick NFL fans, which a lot of us are, and I'm including myself, Mm -hmm. like let's say Skyler didn't play this year, like a normal third string quarterback is supposed to do. Okay, Skyler didn't play this year. Hey, let's send him down to the XFL affiliate. Love let's it. Let's see if they can get a get a I season watch, in. And then, and then a sickle dolphin. Right. Then a sickle dolphin fans would even watch the XFL even more because practice squad so guys. Are, practice like squad Channing, guys. Right. Shannon Tindall didn't play a lot. If oh, you sign a Futrix contract with the Dolphins, they should be able to allocate you to right. an XFL team. And the XFL team compensates you. You go play. I'm medically protecting you as an NFL player. So if you get injured there, you come here, you're on my IR. Totally on board. I'll give, I'll give you another one. Another one. Jason Sanders, right? Kind of struggling. No. I know he no. played better hell towards the back absolutely end. Absolutely not. No. Would you let me finish? I'm, I'm Jason finish. Sanders is kind of struggling, right, from last year to this past season. And so you say, hey, man, this young kid went undrafted. Let's sign him. And let's send them to the XFL before training camp and we'll bring them in to compete with Sanders. So you didn't let me finish. 
No. And so maybe they like some guy out there that has a lot of ability, and you sign him, and then you send him to your XFL affiliate. So he starts getting uh, a little bit more uh, training, and then your training camp starts, and Sanders has been a little shaky, so you bring the kid in to compete with him after he had a good XFL season. You know, things like that you can do and kind of work it all out. It can't be just your third-string quarterback. Maybe Channing Tindall, who didn't play a lot this year. Maybe, you know, th maybe the thinking behind everything and all that. And your affiliate, by the way, Mm -hmm. has to kind of run also the same style of defense and those kind of things. And that way the transition is a little easier and better because that's what they do in the minors. Like Maybe the heat you send your quality control coach down there. Right, right. Yeah. Right. You send your, I, I told Cam the same thing. You send your quality control coach who wants to be a wide receiver's assistant coach, send him down there to be an assistant wide receiver. Offensive coach. coordinator. Why not? Hey, well, I mean, that, that would be the next that let's say if he was the wide receivers coach and then he becomes. But what I'm saying from quality control, you don't go to offensive coordinator. So yeah, from quality control, you a position coach. So you move him up and you you let him train in the XFL at a position that's a little higher. All of these things for personnel, you might have a regional scout somewhere and then you have them in the offseason step into the personnel department of, of it to help build that XFL team. And then that's his way of getting more education in the game and all of that. To me, that's what The Rock has to kind of, you know, bridge. And yeah. then if you could do that, that's the only way I think these one of, one of these leagues will survive, Omar, because come on, dude, XFL and USFL are going to survive. The other thing I told Cam is, believe it or not, you got to steal the best of what's left in the CFL. Ooh. You have to. You have to. No choice. You got to find has, a way. CFL has very ironclad contracts, generally. I know that. But you got to get them before they go to the CFL. You're going to okay. talk to the same agents. Okay. So you got to get them before they go there. So that way you have the Cam Wake stories. The you have the, um, the That way you have the Jeff Garcia stories. That no. way you have you know, our, our Ronde was Arena League, but you know, something like that. Um, uh, Warner went to uh, the World League or whatever. The, the, and, uh, the, the, I League. disagree with you slightly for this reason: the CFL runs their season the same time as the NFL. Most of these guys, these seasons, and and I well, think the true. the reasons why the egg, and so basically, you got to choose: give up on your NFL dream to go sign for the CFL. And some players are at the point where. They love, they like the guaranteed money, want to continue playing the game, and they get comfortable. I, I went to high school with one, um, Samuels, whose son plays in um, in the NFL now. Um, um, uh, his son, his son plays in the NFL, and he 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 really just loved and appreciated the Canada and played probably eight years there. So, um, but what I think gives these. Two is not going to survive. The XFL or USFL. Two are not going to survive. We no, no, but, but what the XFL is the one that has a chance because it's already built some kind of a partnership with the the NFL. You got to grow and the TV come. Whoever has the best TV deal is going to have a chance. Oh, he's they've opinion. got two. They've got TV deals. The XFL. Yeah, exactly. Good I mean, it, it's it's the Rock. It's it's, but but we got we we we've seen so many fly by nights come by and, you know, I as I said to you last time we talked, I enjoyed NFL Europe. I really did. Um, Me too. I, I I thought it was. I thought watching the Brent Grimes go roll, go and develop over there and the quarterbacks. I agree with you. I I would love to watch Skylar Thompson play. Um, right for for a, a a 
six games, eight games. Right. Right. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be a really cool thing. Um, would you, uh, would you, would you think of the Fangio hire? I don't think did we get you before already on Fangio. No. I mean, we we talk about Fangio. I, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I know we've been talking about Fangio for over a year. Oh yeah, yeah we've been talking about Fangio for over a year. I took you know a beat down because. Uh, and by the way, the amazing part, the amazing part is outside of their agent, they don't really have a relationship. Yeah. Which you know it, you know it, and I know it, Omar. Lots of bad coaches survive in this league because their friend and that friend and this friend keeps hiring them. No, and uh, rarely do you hire people that you don't know. Usually, they, they know each other. They know each other. They don't. They're not buddy buddy. But no, they don't have a relationship. They yeah. they they know of each other. They've had conversations in passing. Yeah, but it's still uh, it's still odd how it's, you're it's able no, to land no a different big name like Tomlin. that without a real relationship. No different than I mean, yeah, to get him over Sean Payton, yeah, but I mean, because Cam, Cam was trying to make it about money, and I the money was going to be the same everywhere, bro. The and, Walmart and, and, and it's, it's offset. Denver. It's offset language for his yeah. existing contract. So yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not going to buy the money. I think he he wanted this job when it initially was available. And then McDaniel was forced to keep the defensive staff, and he had no choice in that. I hate I, I disagree with you. I think the old man wanted a year off. I think the old man does whatever the hell he wants. No, he's no, get I know for a fact. I know for a fact coach. McDaniel was forced to keep his staff. So, well, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he was forced after he couldn't get. No, I, I doubt they're going to force him to keep fans. No, to, no, no, they he they it, it it got to me because they wanted to entice the owner to change his mind that we can upgrade if if we I, I know this for a fact. So Fangio is Fangio wanted the job, but they weren't allow, allowed to change the staff. He was not allowed to change the staff, which I thought was a mistake from the get go. Um and I you know, you know I'm not a big fan of the outgoing defensive coordinator for for multitude of reasons. Um but uh, I, I'm excited about what can happen, what can be, because this is a very good, well-respected defensive mind in the NFL. And now it gives Mike McDaniel the opportunity to free himself up of even worrying or concern himself about the defense. Because I think even though he had a very hands-off approach last year, when the defense was struggling, you got to change or alter the way that you play or coach just in my opinion. And, and they were struggling for a multitude of reasons, including injuries. But if you have a defensive mind who can overcome and compensate for injuries, which, which I, I believe was not the case last year or, or alters his approach and style, which I believe was not the case last year, you've, you've given yourself a chance. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I think it's a, a fantastic hire uh Ronaldo Hill makes his Ooh, way back. I love Ronaldo. Yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm a so big that's... fan. I'm a big fan of Ronaldo because Ronaldo was on the first Dolphins teams that I covered and I gained so much respect for him as a leader, as a captain. Um he was he was in my opinion the reason that they made it to the playoffs in 2018. He was probably the uh, outside of Chad Pennington probably the number 2 reason because of his play, his return, and the impact that he had on that defense. And I know that he's going to help safeties and the cornerback unit get better. 
I know he's going to help the defensive coordinator by having better coverage calls. How about how about Staley allowing him to leave because Staley had so much respect for his former boss in, in Fangio. Uh, and I'm sure Staley also being a defensive uh, minded coach, he probably feels, OK, I can go get another defensive coach. But, you know, a lot, a lot of teams the cock blocky bro normally like yeah like it's a no. lateral move it's not I, really... I, I don't i don't know there there has to be something more to it. and 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 for an, i somebody needs to get to the bottom of this because i haven't or really maybe brandon that. stanley knows he's got about another year left and then fangio will hire Ooh, him wow wow you really went there you really went there maybe his contract hey, up as well hey bro are, would you have brought him back this year no, if I knew no. I was going to get Sean Payton, no. No. If, if, I, if I knew for certain I was going to get Sean Payton, no. If you Sean Payton. Fired him, dude, you would have fired him the year before. The whole league had him fired the year before, and they kept him around. No, and again, I, and I don't even think he's a bad coach. I just think that he has to have somebody who can help develop Herbert. And. I'm not sure, and I don't want to be sound like a hater because I often come off as a Herbert hater. But for the amount of talent that that guy's got, you gotta you gotta have somebody helping him clean up and get to that next level. And you can't teach you can't teach cojones. Wow. See, I'm you not gonna sit cojones. here. I'm not gonna sit here and throw the Herbert hate. But when in the process where I'm evaluating what, what, Hubert and the Herbert, same guy named. Trevor Lawrence and watch the same guy named Josh mm. Allen play big athletic can move, can throw the ball. Yeah. All three of them, which, which tell me the two guys, all three have better quarterback fire. developers, but, but, but tell, tell me which of the guys plays with the kind of fire that they play, that they do whatever it takes to win the game. Which are the guys that do that? Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen. They will run. They will run through people. They will do whatever they have to do. They they will they will test downfield. I, I think you're this giving is, them a lot of this credit guy's a for check the... down Charlie for a big ass dude, and he never sells his body out. I don't want you to run like Josh Allen because that's stupid, but I do want you to use your athleticism every once in a while, and he just does not use it nearly enough. He is afraid to put his body out there. Unlike Trevor Lawrence, unlike Josh Allen. So that for me, is... when I watch those guys, I watch those guys play with cojones. Mm. When I watch when I watch Herbert, I watch Jeff George. Ooh. Is what I'm watching. I'm watching Ooh. Jeff. Uh, I'm more athletic, do Jeff George. Don't do that. Uh, that's what Don't I'm watching. Phillips Rivers. Three, you scored three points in a playoff game in the second half. Philip Rivers without the Moxie. Well, no, but no. Philip Rivers had the moxie, but he was irresponsible. It, there's a difference between moxie and, like, Mahomes has moxie, and he'll make a couple of mistakes, but he won't make enough mistakes to bury you. Whereas Philip Rivers has that Vinny Testaverde in him that he'll keep throwing the freaking interception and kill you and kill you and kill you because he's forcing shit. So, yeah, Rivers didn't have a, 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 um, you know, a memory of his bad plays, but the problem is that they kept happening too much uh, i i don't want to sound like a herbert hater but there was something missing and it shows still in in his career there's something there's the it missing and yeah. you you're giving you're giving um doug peterson it's behind the zipper 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. You're not giving Brian Dayball, Ken Dorsey, and Doug Peterson enough credit for what they've done with the other two quarterbacks that you compared Justin Herbert with. Then I ask you. Oh, that may, oh uh, Josh Dan, uh, Daniel Daniel Jones. I'm sorry, is not half as good as all those guys we talked about, but he plays with more balls yeah. than. If you if you than, gave Justin Herbert to Brian Dable, he'd probably be a top three quarterback in the league right now. And, and maybe the, the Daniel, you know, just the, just look at what he did with Daniel Jones in one season. Just yeah, one. but Daniel played like this all the time. Oh, the thing no. is, Daniel was hell what no. he did was harness it a little bit more hell and no. eliminate the mistakes in what he did. But Daniel Jones always played balls out. Always. Mm. I, I don't sold just, out I don't body, agree with you. What are you talking about, bro? He runs all the time. He'll sell out his body all the damn time. Let me, let me he try, he try, what he is is like he is a more athletic Philip Rivers is what he was. He'll he'll kill you with those mistakes. Whereas this kid is super gifted. And he plays conservative for his gifts. Did you make me all you know my stats to back up my argument? Um, What's that? I said no, what I love true. about you. You, you no, know, I disagree with you, and I'm gonna find my. Yeah, stats but, it, but it kills you. What you end up doing when you go look at the stats, it kills your arguments. That no. Oh my God, Wilkins is better than what I thought he was. No, no, Daniel Jones was not better than he thought he was. Daniel Jones ran for ran for twice as many yards in his career. He was not a scrambler, athletic, move type of guy. Daniel Jones might have had two to three carries per game, um, and that doesn't and and that. By the way, and Justin Herbert does not do that. He yeah, does not I, have. But you don't want you don't want quarterbacks running, which I I don't under I don't agree, disagree with you, but I don't agree with you. If they have the athleticism. You do want them running again, scrambling. Yes, scram. I I want my quarterback scrambling for a first down at least two times. I don't want you running like Josh Allen that you think you're going to run through linebackers and safeties. That's just freaking stupid what he does. I've always had this mindset. But I do want you. I do want you running like Mahomes. You have to show a threat. You have to show a threat. I need you scrambling for a first down at least two times a game. And Trevor Lawrence will do that. Okay, and Josh Allen will do that. He goes to an, another extreme that's ridiculous. But certain guys that have that gift, they'll do that. They'll at least go get you a couple of yards when they have a wide open field. Like, bro, there it is. Take it. You know what I mean? And, and to me, I don't have a problem with that. As long as you see it's wide open, take it. There's a you know a running lane right there, bro. Take it. Slide. Take the extra seven, eight yards. Those things are just backbreakers for, for defenses. It's just, I mean, look at Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I mean, no, he no freaking kills you, dude. No disagree. Like you have not, and he doesn't go and take off. I know he he had the shoulder thing, but he doesn't really take on a ton of uh, contact too, which is what I like. He's smart about it. You know, yeah, it's I'm, curious, I'm curious what happens with him in the contract. Oh, he'll get his money. You saw AJ yeah, Brown. You see AJ Brown? Uh no, I did not. What What uh, AJ Brown say? Uh, well, why why? tell you what he said better yet let's show you what he said listen this i love philly and i'm about what i'm about to say you do not pay this man just shoot me off wherever he finna go <laughs> it's over listen so you talk about pressure how we get it done, get it done. <laughs> listen this i love philly and I'm about what I'm about to say. Mm. Listen, 
They, they, you know, I remember being at the senior bowl. I can't hear you. You're, you're, you're muted. And you saw, and you saw Hertz face next to him there. You know what I mean? Like he got, Oh, was Hertz in that, in that video? That was Hertz to his, to his left or our right. That was Hertz with the, with the, with the dreads going, going crazy. That's not Hertz. Hertz get dreads. Uh, or what was it? Or was it the guy on the far left? I but Hertz is it. there. He's smiling with it. Let but me Hertz see that picture left. again. Let me see it. Okay. I think he's on the right, what it is, right? Let me see. Hold on. Let me bring it up again. Uh, yeah. I mean, my eyes ain't great. Hold on a second. Oh, he, hey, he could have dreads. No, don't, he doesn't have that. dreads. We not, he not don't did, say he... that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Jimmy Butler had dreads down to his ass. I hate, as somebody with real authentic dreads, I That's hate the saying. fake dreads. That's what I'm saying. They weren't no. real. Don't, no, those were... um what they call those wicks and yeah well the, you would know that i don't know about that let me see that. Listen. no that's not him that's not him get it done no that's not him no jalen hurts is not here. no that's not here. him that, that here, guy here. is ladies man just shoot me off wherever he finna go it's over with package deal me with you listen so you talk about pressure how we get it done that's not him here this is jalen hurts i'm telling you that's not him that's Do not, not pay these man. Mm-mm. Just shoot. That's not him. Why is he? Why is he pointing at him? No, I uh, I don't know. That's not him. That's not him. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look up closely. The at article what the video... says it's him. The article says it's him sitting there smiling. Mm, uh, let me. All right, we'll move on. I. I no. Anyway, I, we got to end because we got Matt Verderam here at the top of the hour as always. But appreciate you as always. Uh, right. We'll catch up next week. Follow him on Twitter at Omar Kelly. Always, always appreciate you, my man. We'll talk. Always, always, big up. You got it. There you go. That is our essential moving experts.com, Miami Dolphins Exchange.